Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Campus Confidential up next. My longtime friend Lance Taylor joining us from Birmingham now. And uh, Lance, great to have you on. I've loved coming over on with you guys over the years, both on radio and now next round live. Y'all have become such monsters. Every day I look, I'm like, whoa, look at that huge guest. And it's gotten to the point where the calls to Mosley, they just don't quite happen as frequently, and I've learned to live with that. But uh, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. I know this has been a dream of yours, and we're, uh, we're happy to have you. Yeah, you take a shot at me, Mosley, but like 15 years um, you've been coming on with us. It takes the greatest coach in team sports history to retire for you to give me an invite on the show, and that is what we call facts. Oh, man. I don't know. We text a lot. I do think of you often, but you you raise a fair point. You raise a fair point, but I do have to brag on you all. That next round live, and I've told you, uh, but, man, I want to say it publicly, that has become one of the top shows around out there and you can find it on the internet. Just look up Next Round Live, YouTube, all of it. And y'all do it on TV. You know, I do all these podcasts and stuff, but I the video part of that worries me. People are always like, Mosley, why is that not on video? Why are you not on green screen? And I'm just like, I just don't, I, I like doing radio. But boy, you guys have embraced the video. Lance, was that weird for you? Or did it just kind of, at one point, did you just say, well, we can make a lot more money? doing videos so we need to start doing this well you know i I, i'm a sales guy too and i've been doing that's what kind of got me into radio at least that was the only door that was open when i got out of college so i started sales and then basically Uh. talked my way onto the air um so i thought there were some opportunities as far as like product placement we've got some signage and different things like that and logos Mm -hmm. um but I remember when we were leaving Terrestrial Radio, at least making that plan to to do our exit, we were we were putting together what we thought um, was going to be uh, the best part of our venture. My two uh, then radio partners, Ryan Brown and, and Jim Dunaway, who you know, they both really wanted the video element. I didn't think it was important. And then once we did it, I was like, damn, okay, this makes yeah. sense now. So I was kind of like with you. I was an old school radio guy. I didn't really yeah. see the need with it, but I'll tell you a cool thing that we do, Mosley. When we have you on, we don't do this, and, and, and you know, we'd love to start doing it whenever you want to. Is I think our when when we send somebody a Zoom link and we have them on, I just it just seems so much better, you know, just looking at each other and, and yeah. being able to do and have that element with it. So it's yeah. been really cool. But I will say this because I know the reason you've got me on is Saban. We wouldn't be doing this without Nick Saban, and I, I've said this. I've said this a lot, and I really re-brought it up yesterday after he retired, that what he's been able to do, not only for the university, uh, for the state, but small businesses and the commerce, and and I know this firsthand, because I know where our revenue went uh, pre-Saban to after Saban, and the dollars he's been able to generate for a lot of businesses, and and. I'm telling you, without Saban ever coming through Alabama and having the success that he did and having the longevity he did, uh, we're probably still doing terrestrial radio. I just I don't think we would be where we are right now. So, you know, I know people that Saban and I'm not saying that we well, I mean, we have made a made a lot of money off of them. Uh, We we are far from uh, 
where we want to be right now. But I, I know some other businesses that, I mean, he's, he's put them at the next level. He's made a lot of people a lot of money. How big a shock was this for you? I mean, you've monitored him over the years. I, I just kind of felt he was doing fine and he would keep rolling, uh, 72 years old. But he just didn't – it seemed like he could still give it everything he had, and they were still doing great. Um, you got the word. Had you heard any rumblings, or were you thinking there might be something coming, or were, were you as surprised as anyone? Because, again, y'all talk about this guy almost every day of the year. And so oh, yeah. y'all have a feel for Saban like nobody in, in where I do the show in Texas and Central Texas has. How big a shock was it to you? Uh, well, mostly I will tell you this. Um, I, I think I was one of the first to say, look, and, and a lot of people say this, doesn't matter when they've said it. Hey, Nick Saban, I've got a feeling he's going to retire this year. And sooner or later, you're going to get it right. It's inevitable. I mean, all of us have to shut it down at some point. But I just had this feeling, and I, I think it started when they bought a home in Jupiter, Florida. And just the size of the home, um, and, and and I threw it out there. I was like, I, I think this is going to be it for Nick Saban. And there were a lot of people that were very critical of those comments. And look, and I told him, I was like, like I don't want him to leave. I think he's great for business. Um, you know, there's only two things that really get the, the, the ratings and the viewership up, and that is uh, winning a lot or losing a lot. And I've covered losing a lot with Mike Shula. And it's much more – I've covered losing a lot with Brian Harson and Gene Chizik. Um, it's much more fun to cover the other side of this. So I didn't want Saban to go anywhere. Uh, with that said, not only the house, um, the way Saban's body language, the way he was interacting with players, the way he was interacting with media. Saban's always been one of those guys that doesn't live in the moment. It's always about tomorrow. And, okay, we're great right now, but we've got to keep doing this to be better tomorrow. It seemed like he was really embracing, engaging in the moment, and enjoying the moment. And it just seemed like there was something different. Uh, his wife, Carrie Saban, her interactions, his daughter, Kristen, her social media posts, they were going to the games, uh, the embrace with players before and after games. It just really seemed different. So as this thing continued to go along, um, I thought this was going to be the year. And then I was asked after the Rose Bowl, do I still think he was going to retire? And people that I've talked to that were close to him were like, this guy ain't shutting it down. So I was a little torn, but I said, yeah, I still think he's going to lean. He's going to retire. And, uh, you know, ultimately did it yesterday. We got a, we kind of got a tip uh, yesterday afternoon around 2.30 or 3. Um, it was right after the news of Pete Carroll being basically fired. Um, yeah. That there was something going on with him. So uh, another guy that was represented by Jimmy Sexton said, I think something is there. I think something's going to happen. But we didn't think it was going to happen yesterday. So my dumb ass goes home, and I've always got my phone on me during work hours. But because of the, the Pete Carroll, I was like, there's no way it happens today. So I put my phone on the charger. I got on the Peloton. And when I got off the Peloton, I was going to continue the workout. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check my phone. And I had – like I'm a lifelong Rams fan. I had twice as many messages yesterday afternoon than I ever had when the Rams beat the Bengals in Super Bowl 56. And so my, my on-air partners had already gone on the air. We did like an emergency, uh, you know, break in. And so I had to jump in the shower and run up there. And we did an extra five hours last night of a broadcast, um, you know, talking about this. And it's just, you know, the timing was pretty crazy. Um, the way now this this coaching search is going, 
which I know we'll get to this in a second, has uh, been all over the place. And you know this, man, uh, covering this sport for a long time. People think, people want to break news. They want to share sources. But 99% of the time, a lot of these people don't know what they're talking about. And so there's so many directions on this thing. It's just been, um, it's been fascinating, really. Yeah. Did you get to, like, at these golf tournaments, were there moments you ever got to just talk to him, some one-on-one, or just you and the guys relax a little bit? Like, how guarded was he? I know y'all had him on your station, and y'all y'all do a great job at the SEC Media Days, and I, I'm sure you've been on, in on many interviews with him and had him on your show. But were there ever – did you ever feel like, hey, we – man, we got to know Nick a little bit. Like, did he, did he let down his guard? And, and kind of like Belichick, was he – was he a little funny at times? Did he have a little wry sense of humor? What was your, what what are your kind of memories and what what, what did you ever kind of get through that exterior? You know, I, I'll be honest, we never had a personal relationship. But it's interesting you ask that question because you know my first experience, you know, directly with Nick was probably I think it was in two thousand and coming up the two thousand and ten season where they had the disappointing ten and three. And they lost those games to uh, to South Carolina, to Auburn, and to LSU. And I was invited, you know, for the spring game, the A-Day game. I was one of the honorary coaches. And so I got to see kind of the ins and outs of everything. And we got to hang out with him a little bit. Uh, that's when Kirby Smart was still on staff. That's when uh, A.J. McCarron was uh, about to become the starting quarterback. Um, you know, I got to see uh, – not a different side back then, but uh, I was invited to do his coach's show on Thursday nights before games a couple of times. And, you know, I'm one of those weirdos kind of like you that ask stupid questions. And, you know, you get to ask him in the coach's show. You know, they open it up and there's callers calling in. And, and the host asks a couple of questions. And I think I get to ask a total of three questions. And one of the questions I asked him at the end was the last movie that made him cry. And he looked at me. He's like, what in the hell are you asking me? <laughs> and then he completely <laughs> changed it and started talking about the Godfather and, and how that film's so important and basically Alabama's family and all this kind of stuff. Um, so, But he started to loosen up. And, and the reason I said it, it's interesting you asked me that is this past May, there was a golf tournament, a charity golf tournament, and we were invited to come to our show uh, from from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. out at the golf tournament, and we were said that we're going to be given access to Nick Saban. And we just always figured when we get Saban, we get eight to ten minutes, and that's it. Well, he comes and sits on the patio with us, and he's like, you know, I don't have anywhere to be. And he sits up there like 30 minutes talking to us, and it was the most casual, laid-back Nick Saban that I had ever seen. And maybe that should have been a sign. Now, I don't know if Saban, like, I think everything is premeditated, but I don't know if he would have known in May that he was going to shut it down after this season. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a Nick Saban that you would ever see in the off season. You know, everything was so regimented. It's like, I've got eight to ten minutes, and I've got to go here. And then I've got eight to ten minutes, and i got to go there. But he was laid back, and we talked about things that weren't football-related. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, he gave us about – and we had a real, we still have a really good relationship with the university and, and all the, the inner workings and a lot of the staffers there. And we get access to him. We don't overdo it. We About three interviews a year. Um, I think one of the reasons he kind of enjoys our show is we'll ask a couple of football questions and then we'll get out there with him a little bit. Um, 
But this past May, it was completely different. So maybe that should have been, you know, the first sign that this could be different. Yeah. Sounds like you had about three opportunities to break this story. You missed all of them, partly due to some Peloton work. So, uh, <laughs> well, it's dangerous, man. You, you, I mean, this this guy, as you know, is a complete god. I mean, I think people get out of mat worshiping twice a day around here. Um, oh. I, I just, it was one thing for me to say, I just feel like it's a gut feel that he's going to retire, and people to get as pissed as they did. If I would have been the one to break it, uh, you know, and, and there would have been the legitimacy to it, I probably would have had to move states. But uh, <laughs> it's kind of a surreal moment, um, yeah. you know, and now what we've got with uh, who is going to be the next guy. Because, you know, that's a question I've been asked for years. You go back to 2012, and you've covered mm-hmm. the Longhorns time. And, you know, there was some legitimacy to him taking a look at that job. Yeah. And I remember people saying, okay. Saban's going to Austin. Who's going to be the guy? And back then it was a completely different, you know, question. That was, you know, maybe Kirby Smart. Um, but, you know, I said after that passed, you know, whoever you think it's going to be, it's going to be completely somebody different. And now when I get up this morning, and I put a lot of stock in Vegas, as you know, and they've got odds to become the Alabama next head coach, and Dan Lanning was a massive favorite, like minus wow. 400. And everybody that I talked to last night, it was one of those things, you know, there, there are, there are, um, there are signature spots, of course, in a, in a small community like we live in. And there's a place called the bright star, this infamous restaurant. And that's where all the, Oh my gosh. Uh, if there's a, a coaching search, this coach was seen at the bright star having lunch with the athletic director, or this coach is playing um, uh, out at North river. He's got a tea time out there. So those were the things, you know, this coach is at Chuck's having dinner. Those were the things that were popping up. Lanning was seen here. Lanning was seen there. I saw the Vegas odds. Uh, some of the players internally, hey, we heard it's going to be Lanning. So, I, you know, I, I my opinion was, Dan Lanning, stay at Oregon. It makes more sense for you to be at Oregon. You can do something at Oregon nobody's ever done before. Why in the hell would you want to follow the best ever? Uh, you're making a ton of money. You're about to go to the Big Ten. Um, but then I started to believe, based on all this, that, you know what, maybe it's Dan Lanning. Mm. And then Dan Lanning comes out, and he says, I'm going nowhere, and he releases that promotional video. And the guy that I'm the biggest fan, the guy that I've said for the last couple of weeks, I think is already a top-five coach in college football, Kalen DeBoer, has got mm. the momentum. And I think a lot of Alabama fans don't really know a lot about Kalen DeBoer, but I just checked the number before I came on with you, and Las Vegas has got him at minus 250. He is by far – um, your, your favorite to be the next Alabama head coach, whether or not he'll take the job. I don't know. You know, there's speculation. He's a Midwest guy that, you know, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, that he'd rather have Michigan, but who knows? I will say this. People are sending me now. There are direct flights to Seattle, uh, to Tuscaloosa, which people say that is, that has not been, you know, that those, those aren't normal flights, but it's not like he's going to get a commercial <laughs> flight, right? I mean, you know, if I'm Kayla DeBoer, your ass is coming to pick me up on your, your, your jet. So, yeah, I don't this know what to a, believe, Mose. I, I do believe you know, my opinion is Kayla DeBoer can keep this train rolling. I mean, nobody's going to be able to do it at the level of yeah. the greatest of all time, but uh, I think DeBoer is a hell of a coach. Wow, that would be interesting. I mean, Kiffin was the immediate. Everybody went crazy with that. Aggies want Sark to get the job because they want to mess up this Texas thing. He's got that thing going. I mean, y'all probably got to know Sark a little bit. I mean, he he has put his career back together, and he's got that thing. But what we were talking about, is Alabama that much better a job than Texas? I mean, it's not yeah. like 
I mean, they both have huge resources. I mean, he may have connections to Alabama and love some of the people there, but I don't know if you immediately leave Texas for Alabama. Um, You know, you can get away with a seven-win or eight-win season every now and then at Texas. In fact, they got used to it for a while. I mean, you can't do that at Bama. No, 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 no. That 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 is not allowed. And I totally agree with you. Like you know, and he's the ultimate redemption story. I, I think it's a great story. And in year three, he gets into a college football playoff. And my question would be, you know, there are some Alabama fans that are like, we'd love to have Sark back. Well, why in the hell would Sark take this job? I mean, first of all, Texas is going to the best league in the SEC, so you're going to be right there with Alabama. You were in a college football playoff this year. Quinn Ewers coming back. Texas can pay you all of the money that you want. It's almost been 20 years since Mac Brown won their nas- the last national championship. Um, I would rather stay put. The fan base loves him right now than take a chance of following the greatest of all time. And in this new 12-team playoff, if you look at the brutal schedule that is the SEC now, and you look at Alabama's schedule, if Sark or whoever takes his job comes in and goes 9-3, and three, people are going to be like, we hired the wrong guy. And I think yes. even if Nick Saban stays around, you know, 10 and two might be the number next year in the regular season. So uh, it's going to be a really difficult job. It's a great job. It is obviously one of the best jobs in all of college football. You've got a roster that is ready to win right now. You've got a quarterback that developed as well as any player in college football last year in Jalen Milroe. Um, but it's a job that if I've got a Texas or an Oregon, I'd rather stay put. Washington, different story. You know, Washington, to me, is a B program that played like an A-plus program this year. I just don't know if they can consistently do it year in and year out. So that's why I think DeBoer would take Mm -hmm. a look. I think Mike Norvell is choice number two right now in my mind because Florida State doesn't have a home right now with the ACC. There's so much instability with that league that, you know, I mean, he went undefeated this year and couldn't even get in. So Mike Norvell would run for this Alabama job. So I think there's some good options out there. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan is an interesting name. Um, I heard he wasn't interested today, that he wants to stay in the NFL. And obviously Alabama would have to wait until after the Texans were eliminated, whether that's this Saturday against the Browns or next weekend or in two weeks, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Alabama fans were excited about the possibility of D'Amico, but I think D'Amico figures, you know, I've got me, uh, what looks to be a franchise quarterback in CJ Stroud. I'm a Houston Texan at heart. And I uh, had a great year one. So he seems like he's having fun. And what I hear now is he's not interested. So I really do believe it is DeBoer. Uh, wow. And I think it is Mike Norvell. Lane Kiffin, back to that name you mentioned, there are a lot of Alabama fans. And I think most are, are, are under the year are under the age of 40 years old. They like the moxie of Lane Kiffin. Um, they like the fact that he trolls on Twitter. Um, I personally, I, I, I just can't imagine um, an Alabama head coach sending out some of the things on social media that Lane Kiffin does. Um, I heard he not only burned bridges, but blew bridges up in Tuscaloosa when he was there. And we remember in 2016, between the semifinal and the national championship, he was relieved of his duties. I don't think I've ever heard of that in the history of college football. So you know it had to have gone bad back then, and I just don't think it's repaired yet. So I don't think Lane – I think Lane Kiffin is great for Ole Miss – I just don't think he would be great for Alabama. I don't think that is a realistic candidate. <laughs> the great Kevin Steele retired. He retired too quickly. <laughs> he could have. <laughs> oh, hey, we man, saw him at no Baylor. Headlines, <laughs> I mean, Kevin Steele retires. And 
<laughs> Saban's got to step on his throat and retire oh. right after, and nobody talks about oh. Kevin Steele anymore. And then Belichick. How about Belichick this morning? I mean, 6.03 a.m. I mean, I'll tell you where I was at 6.03 a.m. on my Peloton. Okay, I was still sleeping soundly. Lance Taylor on the Matt Mosley show. Lance, I, I'm sorry. By the way, DeBoer, I mean, Sioux Falls, uh, Tuscaloosa, it's all the same. He'll be fine. It's all the same. That, now, in Sioux Falls, he was making sandwiches for his team. That was the kind of budget they had. He could have wow. his own sandwich maker in Tuscaloosa 24-7. What's your sandwich? I'm a pastrami. I'm a huge pastrami with that stone ground, I like some spicy mustard. I'll do sauerkraut on it, but the Swiss cheese is perfect. Um, it, but that's a great – the pastrami's my favorite. Y'all don't have delis in Birmingham, do you? You probably have uh, one Mosley, or two delis. Do you have bagels? Like do you have a bagel stereo, place? The stereotype that you give us, <laughs> we have delis. We've got a couple of great delis. Uh, the New York Butcher Shop is fantastic with their deli oh, sandwiches. Oh, man. We- yeah, we have a, a place, Diplomat Deli. I, I like a good toasted um, – the sandwich actually comes with the Tillamook cheddar cheese. It comes with turkey, ham, and coleslaw on it. And it's the mayonnaise-based coleslaw. It is fantastic. Um, if I'm just doing random, um, I love I love a good uh, peanut butter and jelly, man. I'm, I'm a simpleton. <laughs> I've never really thought that about you. Uh, uh, our friend Lee, my, you know, th- th- has all those restaurants there in the Birmingham area and all that kind of stuff. So that's uh, uh, that, that's. Uh, well, I'm trying to we think of a Mexican place. Man, you can call us Hicks all you want. No, no, my wife back. came to Birmingham and went to that lake out there, like 20 minutes outside of town or whatever. And boy, she was really. I think Lee and them have a a lake house, and they went out there. She was really bragging on it. So y'all do have fine cuisine. I get it. Those, that's um, Birmingham is a great place. Hey, give Ryan and Jim my best. Ryan uh, had called me oh several months ago, wanting to do some NFL stuff with me. I asked for. I said, could you could you give me fifty dollars extra per month? I have never heard from Ryan Brown again. I I I think I I think I I, I it was a bridge too far for him, Lance. Yeah. So give well, him my probably. apologies on that. But um, I well, always love be. Yeah. You probably missed the boat because now with Saban not there, we're probably going to be on a shoestring budget. Um, <laughs> if we have to wait another fi- – I don't know if I'm going to be walking the earth in 15 years, so if I have to wait another 15 years to get an invite on this show, uh, good riddance, and, and, and your listeners get you know, one and done from me. No, you've done so well. In fact, I, our text line has been sending in stuff immediately. We get immediate feedback. And they're they're already requesting. Can you make this guy a regular? Uh, oh, of so, course. Yes, I got yes. Nothing to do, man. After look, I'm a father's dead now. Um, you know, they're probably eight and four for the rest of uh, the rest of our careers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I got nothing to do. So I'm well, you need to go. I'm you peloton around our inner. Yeah, go cover Bruce Pearl. That's a good Auburn team. They're ranked now. Of course, the Bears yeah. beat them earlier in the year, but Bruce does a nice job, and uh, uh, they fired my guy Phil Montgomery down there, give him one year. I mean, I don't even know if he was getting a call. I guess they let him call plays, but they gave him, like, no quarterbacks. Like, hey, Phil, we're going to fire you. Well, these head coaches these days, if they – if they, I mean, they'll, they'll fire a coach in a heartbeat. I mean, there oh. is no loyalty. I like that Wink Martindale. 
because Wink, they said, Wink, we need you to fire so-and-so and so-and-so. And he said, to hell with all of y'all. I'm right. out of here. Yeah. Poor Sturt. Yeah, poor Monty. Uh, you know, Hugh has him one year on the staff, and it seemed like every bad play was Monty's fault. Yeah. And now Hugh's going to call plays, and he's going to still have a crap quarterback, it looks like, in Peyton Thorne. Um, I do think the Hugh Freeze experiment will work out ultimately at Auburn. I think he's a hell of a coach, so we'll see. But you're right. Uh, Bruce Pearl, and a quick fact to it, I know you'll love this, Mosley, and I say that sarcastically. My sarcasm doesn't come across as clear as yours. <laughs> but uh, the top assistant on uh, Bruce Pearl's staff is Stephen Pearl, his son. And Stephen married a girl that's got a, a visla. And this is a Hungarian bird dog that I have two of. And so we've got something in common there. They are the most uh, spastic crack dogs you can imagine. They destroy everything. They need about five or six miles of exercise a day. And if you yeah. don't give it to them, they will uh, take it out on your house. So um, I've got not only one, I've got two now, and he's got one. So check it out. If you want something that can probably bust up a marriage, destroy a house, uh, looking to get in a beach club. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that enough on my own without a Visla. I don't need a Visla helping me out. All right, I got a long I got a long haired dachshund named uh, uh, Scout, big time dog. Uh, yeah, he's so Scout like a killer. Yeah, no, see, he is Why a killer. Do you don't call killer after Jerry Jones, your old buddy. <laughs> By the way, I think that is where Belichick needs to end up, right there with Jerry. Oh, Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I be and I, I, I'd love to see you put McCarthy on the list. McCarthy on the list to replace Saban. Oh, I mean, that would hey, create you know, some, yeah, some talk. Hey, before before you kick me off of here, I will tell you, like, I did get – it's funny that's really close to the program today said, I think it's going to be an NFL guy. And that's, that's before D'Amico mm. said, at least from what mm. I heard, that he wasn't interested. And – the name that has been thrown out is Mike Vrabel. I think there will be a riot if Vrabel was named the successor of Nick Saban in Tuscaloosa. Oh, wow, because Mike Tomlin's name gets thrown out for some job sometimes. I thought you were maybe going to go, but Vrabel. Yeah, oh, oof. Lee. A Pete Carroll would be more fun. I mean, because that, you know, unbelievable college coach, legend. He's, he's, but of course, he's older than Nick Saban, though. But he's got way more energy. Nick said, I just can't give anymore. I mean, I mean, you know Pete could give you seven years. He could uh, go to 80. He would I make – Yeah, he but could if, do but it. But if a guy – I mean, life expectancy right now is like 73.7. I mean, he's lived past it. Like, if he dies, I don't know if they do an autopsy now. Maybe in Birmingham, life expectancy is that. Oh, what is it in Central Texas? You guys? No, don't no, we. Right? I my, I my grandmother's still alive. Think how old you think I am. I've still got a grandmother. She's a hundred. All right, yeah, we're much, we're sailing right past any kind of though. expectancy. Oh, yeah, coaches do have different different lives. I'll like, give you it's that. Like a, it's like the president. Did you 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 see the president that serves two terms? You look at him. It looks like Nick Saban was with the Cleveland Browns. So where he is now? Joe looks just fine with me. Put that on oh, your yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> I hope y'all did talk about, in the midst of all this, Nikki and and uh, and what's his name, DeSantis. I think your people probably would like your reactions on that uh, debate last night. All right, uh, Lance, that was, that was good. I feel like we made up for 15 years in that segment in some ways. But uh, thank you very much. A really good insight, Saban. I just kind of immediately – I was sitting there, I'm like, golly. And then I thought, golly, the, my guys in Birmingham – and you were my first call. So, anyway, thank you yeah, for that, doing that. that. I, mean, I appreciate mean, look, 
that means a lot. Um, you know, after, you know, just an incredible holiday season, this, this is probably my best of 2024. What are we, 11 days in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my worst would be Saban shutting it down, and my best is being on the Matt Mosley show. So I hope we can make this happen again. Um, I am available um, when they name the next head coach. Uh, as long as it's not James Franklin or Mike Vrabel, I'm ready to roll with. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. Have a great one. Tell the guys I said hey. We'll do it. See you, buddy. All right. Lance Taylor, there he goes uh, from Birmingham, the site of Nick Saban announcing his retirement, shocking a lot of people but some really good insight there. It is time for